Uh, this could get awkward, but I need to ask you something. Was that an awkward pause? <laughs> hey, it's Pastor Mike. Uh, I'm going to just get right to it. Did you know that Time of Grace is 100% donor-funded? That means that it's really only through your gifts that it's possible for us to use television and print and digital media to share the really good news of God's amazing grace. So, can I ask for your continual support so we can keep on making these podcasts and videos and books, all these resources to help people know Jesus and the eternal life that only he offers? If you're moved by the Spirit, I invite you to click on the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much, and God bless. It is amazing how used to good we get. Let me say that again in case you missed it. It is amazing how quickly human beings get used to good. All right, if you would spend just a week with someone from a third world country, they would, they would probably look at your life, your devices, your bank account, the place where you live, the food that you eat, the food that other people prepare for you as you drive through the drive-thru, and they would be stunned. They would think, if I were you, I would be so happy. <laughs> but you think, uh, I guess I'm just used to it. I actually thought of that this morning with my mom. Uh, my mom is the most compassionate, selfless, sacrificial human being you will ever meet. And because I work a full-time job and my wife works a full-time job and we have two kids who are really busy, my mom is super kind enough that she cleans our entire house every week. And now you're thinking, <laughs> you must be so happy. <laughs> the whole house, like the bathrooms, yep. The kitchen, yep. The vacuuming, yep. The dusting, yep. The toilets, yep. Like that is amazing. But, but do you know what happens? It's almost embarrassing to admit this. We, we get used to it. You kind of forget she's even doing it. The house is just always clean and I have to remind myself, oh yeah, that's abnormal. I'm super blessed. God is so good to give this. So why am I telling you all this? It's not so you can call up my mother and tell her that you're going to be more grateful for her services. I'm not giving her cell phone out today. I am trying to convince you that as, as good as it is to find our happiness in good things, good isn't enough for us. You can make a million dollars and millionaires get used to it. You could eat at fine restaurants. You can even have a, a chef that you can afford, but you get used to that too. You could drive the latest car. You could get the latest phone, but eventually it would stop making you happy. You'd be used to it. Your, your soul would almost adjust and it wouldn't be enough. I've been trying to talk to you about the uses of the words joy and happiness in the Bible. And we've talked about bad joy sin, which backfires. We've talked about good joy, which are good gifts from God, but they're not quite enough, which is why I'm so, so happy there's one last type of joy in the scriptures. Actually, most of the joy words in the Bible are connected to this kind of joy. It's not bad joy. It's not good joy. It's what I call God joy. God joy. It's being happy about God. Not just being happy about the good things that God gives, but being happy about God himself. It's pretty interesting. In Acts chapter 2, uh, you might know this story. Jesus' friend Peter, he has this impromptu message that he's giving to a huge crowd of people. 
It's his chance to tell them about the Christian faith, what it's all about. So he preaches about Jesus. He died on the cross for us. He was raised from the grave. And he starts quoting this really famous psalm, Psalm 16. That's the psalm that predicted that uh, God's son would not stay in the grave. His body wouldn't decay. He would rise from the dead. And this is how the quote ends from Peter. This is Acts 2, verse 28. He quotes, God, you have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Boom. That's God joy. God, how are you going to fill me up with joy? With a generous mom? With a new phone? With a raise? With a kid? With a date? With a car? With a dream? With a hundred likes on my most recent post? God would say, no, that's good. But that's not enough for you. Here's how I will give you lasting joy. You will fill me with joy in your presence. God has said, I will be with you. Through the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, through the forgiveness of your sins, the cleansing of all of your bad joy, I have promised to be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you always until you see me face to face in the new heaven and the new earth and we will be happy together forever. That's God joy. Here's what I love about that. Through faith in Jesus, you can have that kind of joy right now. Your phone might break. My mom might say, I'm done. (laughs) Your relationship could end. Things might be bad at work, your back might hurt, your kid might be up all night. That good joy can disappear really fast. But God joy, you can have it forever. (laughs) Because God isn't stopping by to see you once or twice a week, making an annual visit. God has promised through the blood of his son to be present in your heart, in your life, and in the room forever. Remember that. And Peter says, you will be filled with joy. Now, it reminds me of the story of the world-class guitarist slash champion fly fisherman who found a better joy. You ever heard the story of Christopher Parkening? Uh, he was a, a guitar virtuoso. In fact, as a kid, he became so good at guitar that before his 18th birthday, I believe, the Washington Post called him one of the greatest guitarists of our time. He was being nominated for Grammys, he was playing at award shows, he was writing, he was touring, he was rich, he was famous. But it wasn't enough. His heart kind of got used to it. Used to the money, used to the recognition, used to the applause, used to the crowds. And so, at age 30, he he switched his life's focus from guitar to fly fishing. (laughs) And apparently, Christopher Parkin is crazy talented at lots of things because he almost instantly turned into like a world-class championship fly fisherman and it made him happy until it didn't and his heart got used to that good thing too and he was searching for more but then on one epic day he was visiting some friends and his friends were making their weekly trip to their church and they invited christopher along And he found a new source of happiness, a new source of joy. He found God. 
He learned about Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, his connection to God. He learned a greater purpose for life, not to receive, but to give. Not to receive money and praise, but to give God glory and fame and honor. And obviously his joy wasn't perfect, but he found something better. And that's my prayer for you too. You and I are all going to do something to be happy. Why not do the something that endures forever? So let me leave you today with these words that I often pray at the dinner table with my family. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That's God joy. Amen.